it's your boy Kai. Welcome to the Kairos House Friends podcast, where I sit down with the people that mean the most to me, and those people are my friends. Before we get started with my interview with my guest, Taryn Onady, please be sure to follow me on your favorite social media platforms. You can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at The Vibe with Kai, or you can visit my official website at thevibewithkai.com, where I'm always posting blogs and visuals and things that'll help you do good, feel good, be good, and live a good life full of good vibes. You can also visit thevibewithkai.com to get your official Vibe with Kai gear, get your hats, get your t-shirts, your hoodies, kick off 2021 in style with good vibe gear. My guest today is Taryn Onady. Taryn is a sexologist and co-owner of Muse Massage Spa in Toronto, Canada. Today, Taryn and I are going to be talking about good old-fashioned sex. Taryn will be sharing her sex expertise, giving tips on how to spice things up in the bedroom, and of course, giving notes uh, over to men about how to fix the things that they are just not doing right. Please note that this episode is for grown folks only. We'll be uh, talking about some very adult-related material, so obviously discretion is advised. With that said, enjoy my interview with the one and only Taryn Onady. I'm sitting here with my my new friend, Taryn Onady. I said your name right. I said your name right. We practiced this before we hit record. Did I say it right? You did. Perfect, perfect. Uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm sitting here today. Before we get into you know all of the fun stuff that we're going to talk about, I, I want to ask you just first and foremost, how are you doing? Pandemic. Uh, what we call it the panorama around here how are you doing during the panorama of 2020 going into 2021 how are you holding up the pandemonium is getting to me that is absolutely legitimately a thing Mm -hmm. I cruised through 2020 pretty intact Uh mentally all of that pretty good it's really testing me now it's really testing me now we're in full lockdown here in Toronto and everything closed Everything more strict than March and April. Really? Yeah. So. Have there been have have cases been going up? Is that why? They were. Um, they, well, they still kind of are a little bit, even with all of these measures. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that said, we are nowhere near close to what's going on in in your section of south of the border in um, the United States of America, where correct here in in, in the United States of. Listen, you know, Karen Onady. I'm just gonna say I'm gonna keep saying your name because I learned how to say it. Uh, just, just so you know, here in the United States, we have our act together. Okay. Sure, you do. We have our act together. We know what we're doing. People you might as well all just like each other. Well, guess what? You don't even your basketball team can't even play in your own city right now. Take that. Right, because of y'all. That's, that's true. That's true. They're playing in Tampa Bay. <laughs> I you get to hang exactly. out in Florida. Florida's like the worst of the worst, right? There goes my Florida viewership. They're all just like, you know what? Screw this. We're out. All, all three we, of them are. We have <laughs> had uh, like, I, I, I want to say like 2% of the cases that you guys have had. Thanks. Just, why don't you just rub it in? Just rub it in. I will. <laughs> Grind it in a little bit. Yet our, our stay-at-home orders and our, our like measures are really, really strict. Right. So that's why our, our numbers are a lot less. But even the littlest blip and they they shut everything down. Fair enough. Well, there we are. If you want to know how to do it right, you look at 
You look at Tampa Bay, Florida. Right. <laughs> Forget New Zealand. Let's go yeah, right okay. to Tampa. Oh, no, no, no. Third shut down again. Look at Tampa Bay. They just act like it never happened. <laughs> They're just like, it's just a common cold. What are you talking about? Gosh, don't kill me. Oh, oh my God. Um, well, I, I'm super excited to, to be sitting in here talking with you. Um, so let me tell the viewers and the listeners how we got here, because I, I think they're going to find this very interesting. So um, uh, I, I have done, been a guest on another, on a, a friend of my uh, mine. She has a, pod, a podcast video series called The Lover's Love Roundtable, I think is what it's called. And so during this panel discussion, there's about four of us, and we sit and we talk about relationships and sex and all of the, that fun stuff, right? So one of the panelists is our um, is our good friend Miss Care, beautiful woman, uh, awesome woman, whom has been a guest on this podcast before. Uh, a friend of mine, I love her to death. Uh, you are friends with Miss Care, so you uh, wanted to tune in and watch said broadcast when we were doing this lovers roundtable. <laughs> so we've done we've done two of these lovers roundtables uh, already, and um, to say that you have um <laughs> about my sexualness is an understatement i want to read a quote from you i, wrote oh, shit. <laughs> I want to read a quote from you okay. uh, I, I wrote it down because i want to make sure that i get it right so we were we were talking about insert whatever sex discussion we were having mm-hmm. and you said in regards to my uh sexuality whatever you said and i quote vanilla <laughs> you said that i am quite vanilla so as a result i was like you know what <laughs> he's a sexologist <laughs> i'm vanilla and apparently i have so much to learn why don't why don't I, I have this bitch on the show? <laughs> am I telling am I, am I telling the story correct so far? Am I am I correct? Absolutely. I am one hundred. I know. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm always right. Damn it! I'm from the United States of America. I'm always right, <laughs> whether I'm wrong or not. Um, <laughs> so so I I was like you know what I'm going to bring her. I would like to invite her um onto my podcast to sit and chat. Uh, to not only educate me about what you do and some things that that I could improve on, but just things that men in general can improve on. I also have some questions about couples and and women, um, you know, and and all of that. So so we're going to go through that today. Excellent. That's what we're going to do. That's what we're going to do. So now before we get into the sexology stuff, there's one thing that I found out about you that I have questions about because this blew my Uh-oh. mind. <laughs> you you are the co-owner of Muse Massage. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to read the description here, and I, I I this blew my mind. Muse Massage is Toronto's number one all-inclusive destination for luxurious, exotic body rub massage experiences for discerning gentlemen, women, and couples. What does that mean? What when somebody when somebody shows up, what what happens in this massage parlor? Um, I'm so glad that you used the words massage parlor because that's exactly what it is. Uh-huh. Um, the joys of not just Canada, but Toronto. 
-hmm. We are not just a very liberal city in, in social respects, um, but we have multiple forms of legalized sex work here. So we have strip clubs and we also have legal licensed massage parlors, rub and tug, happy ending. I was about to say, I was, I was going to ask, like, is that, is that part of the, the deal? Like you, like a, a man yeah. can walk in there and, you know, I, I am very vanilla by the way, as you can tell. Uh, so a man, <laughs> so a, man, a man can walk in there and be like, oh, excuse me, ma'am. I'd like to, like to, you know. See, see I'm, I'm never wrong either. So <laughs> this is going to be great. <laughs> so let me, so there, there's, there's standard body rubs. There's premium mm -hmm. sessions. There's couple sessions and there's fetish sessions. Correct. Fascinating. So what what <laughs> what what is a standard body rub? Is that just like a normal massage? No, we don't do normal massage. Oh, it's just, it gets straight it's to the point. Normal. It just goes straight for it. That's like saying you go to a strip club to learn the tango with somebody. It's just not what you do when you go, and that's not why you go. You go to see naked ladies, right? And it just I, so I like, happens. I like, you can I, like the I like to tango though. Tango's fun. I mean, do that, but go to a regular, you know, a Latin club, club or a yeah. dance school. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 so a standard body rub, they'll like, what do they, do they start with like the head and just work their way down? Is that what happens? So our standard sessions are really based on time and how long okay. you want to stay in your massage session. Okay. Um, everything from 45 minutes up or sorry, 30 minutes up to two hours. Oh um, and what, what goes on in the sessions is a plethora of massage and foreplay and sensual touch and orgasms and body to body experiences and all kinds of goodness. So, so when you say foreplay, is that when a woman leans over and whispers in my ear, Hey, you did a really good job at work today. I mean, for some people, that's all they really need. Is it's all about positive, positive affirmations for me. I just want positive affirmations. And I, like, that's all I need. I'm ready to go. There's a lot of people that never hear that from their wife at home. It's oh. a real thing. Oh. <laughs> but at the same time, it's, it's about, it's about really focusing kind of on the basics of, mm -hmm. of sex and sexual pleasure. We don't mm -hmm. offer sex. We don't mm -hmm. offer blow. But okay. everything else under the sun is absolutely allowed and encouraged. Now, so is, is it is it the is it the um um what well, what do we call the massagers there? What do they, what do we call them? We call them our muses. muses. <laughs> okay, perfect. So technically, they're a massage attendant. Okay, so the the muses yeah. is it is it them doing things to the person or vice versa or both? Both. And the border is closed. You said you said the border is closed. The border is closed. Okay, I was just the, asking. The ladies end up naked, and everybody has a great time. And <laughs> there's, there's also there's also couple sessions. There's also couple sessions. And do a lot of couples like like do this? Um, you know what, muses. There there are a number of parlors in this yeah. city. There's actually 25 that are legally licensed, and sure. a number that are not. <laughs> we don't talk about those. <laughs> We don't talk about those. That's up to law enforcement's problems. We fight that shit all the time because we spend yeah. a lot of money for our licensing. Sure, sure. Just like a strip club, right? Sure. Mm -hmm. um, but our, there's no other spa that really focuses on couples. And we really kind of took hold of, 
we're very innovative. We like to do things very differently. So we really kind of captured that market, mm -hmm. teaming up with swingers clubs and uh, some trade shows that happen here that are all around intimacy and sex and, and pleasure and I that kind it. of thing. And then the couples that come in really range from different walks of not just life in terms of what they do for a living, but what they do as a couple. We definitely have swingers that come in that mm -hmm. want to take a bit of a break from the club and do right. something just themselves and kind of more sensual and intimate and connected. We have, you know, bi-curious people that come in that are like, my wife is a little curious. She doesn't know if she really wants to threesome with the lady at the gym. And, you know, we thought maybe this will like put one what, foot in the water. Threesome with the ladies at the gym. What gym, what gym is this? <laughs> What's going on in Toronto? What is happening in Toronto? <laughs> What, there's threesomes at gyms now. Like Fitness, do you guys have Planet Fitness? Do you have a Planet Fitness in Toronto? We have lots of Planet Fitness. Okay, <laughs> what what's happening in, in Planet Fitness that I'm not aware of? It's like the old. Did you guys ever have Bally's where you were? Bally's yeah. Fitness. Uh, yeah, Bally's Fitness. Yeah. It's like the old Bally's is our Planet Fitness. It's the it's place to go where the hot people are. So so given given what you what takes place in said sessions. How has COVID affected, like, is everything closed now or is there like temperature at the checks? Moment, at the moment we're closed. Okay. All businesses are closed here. Even yeah. some like grocery stores, they even really clamped down on. Mm -hmm. um, the initial lockdown, we I have two locations and we okay. were closed for five and a half months, which oh, was wow. brutal. Yeah. Um, and then we were allowed, one of our, we're in two different cities. So one city was allowed to reopen earlier Mm -hmm. um and we were open for about three months mm -hmm. the second one which is in the city of toronto itself um was open for about eight or nine weeks and then everything went back to lockdown again and mm -hmm. we are closed Got it. and i don't think we're reopening till end of march if i were to guess end of march okay well i am i am and sending nothing owner, it's been difficult i'm sure yeah i mean mm -hmm. i i can't i can't even imagine i i work um for a marketing agency i'm the director of social media for a marketing firm and I've worked with a lot of small businesses um, and, you know, businesses that have been around for a while and businesses that are fairly new. Um, and to see the struggle that a lot of them have gone through over the past year has been heartbreaking, especially some of the businesses that, you know, like, this is all people know, like this, like that one business, this is what they know, this is their lifeblood, or maybe it's been running in their family for years, or maybe yeah. they invested everything they had into this. Um, and then COVID started. Um, are you, are you, are you hopeful for how, like in late March, are you hopeful that things will be, I guess, whatever normal is, do you think things will get back to normal? Are you hopeful for that? We will be booming from the day that we open because people mm -hmm. have been it's the nature of the industry itself, sure. not not even necessarily just exclusive to us. Mm -hmm. um, people have been cramped at home. Yeah. People, a lot of people are in unhappy relationships or in denial of their unhappy relationships until mm -hmm. you're stuck in it, literally yeah. COVID stuck. Sure. Um, that the minute you're allowed out to play, I mean, it, it's like how you guys go to bars. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Sure, I get that. Yeah, absolutely. We go for it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, we'll be booming from the minute we open, but it's it's the in between. It's yeah. it's technically still two brick and mortar businesses. We have you know rents and and leases yeah. and mortgages and stuff to pay for. We have licensing fees. We have all, all kinds of different things that I mean, someone's got to pay for it. 
yeah. and it's it's not happening. Um, now we've been open 12 years, so there's longevity there. Sure. Um, but at the same time, we don't qualify for a lot of the uh, government assistance types programs and oh, things like geez. that, just because we get categorized. Although they don't agree with that when they want our licensing fees. Of course. <laughs> we're of legit course. then. <laughs> right, right. And then we're shunned the rest of the time, right? They, they, they kick me in the taxes. But right. when I need them, like, hey, give me a dollar, it's a whole different story. Um, so it's been it's been an immense amount of stress. Um, myself and I have a business partner. It's my best friend. Um, and actually, Carrie Ann is one of my best friends as well. Mm -hmm. I do. And those two ladies keep my sanity through this entire sure. adventure. That sure. is for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm very, I'm not just hopeful. I'm excited. I can't wait till we get back open. Mm -hmm. um, at, the, at the same time, I don't want to hold my breath because things sure. could change like that. And mm -hmm. we're back to where we started again. Sure. So sure. Well, I am sending you nothing but positive energy, good vibes for that. I, I uh, mainly because I was curious, I mean, when the borders open, are there like friends and family discounts? Once again, asking for a friend, <laughs> asking for a friend. Everybody asks that. My answer is no, because my ladies are never on sale. Um, mm. But I am a fabulous matchmaker and I will make a flawless recommendation for you. No, once again, that one, it wasn't for me. It was for a friend. It was for a friend. So I, 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 I'll, I'll, you know, I'll visit and say hi, you know. <laughs> I know a guy who owns a parlor. I'll hook, I'll hook your friend up. <laughs> Hilarious. So, so here's here's the uh, fascinating thing about you. You are a sexologist. I am. You are all about you are all about the the knowing the ins and outs figuratively and literally of of. of I'm the like sex. a hot Dr. Ruth. You yeah. I'll you know what? I'll take that. I like that. I like that a lot. Uh, how did you how did you get into that? How did you turn into a sexologist? My whole life is in the sex industry. I was a sex worker for eight and a half years mm -hmm. in massage parlors before mm -hmm. I retired and opened Muse. Um, and through Muse really has kind of break broke the molds on what's mm -hmm. normally a very hush hush kind of industry, much mm -hmm. like Playboy did mm -hmm. back in its day. If there was a time it was shunned. Now it's a recognized low logo globally right oh, um there was a time where it was considered to be in porn now it's i made the cover of playboy right so we really pushed in that direction and we have been written about in playboy we have been nominated as best parlors in north america by penthouse magazine we've won oh. royal bank business entrepreneurial awards we end up um in all kinds of just various media and and editorial type magazines have written about us and all kinds of different stuff that has taken it really mainstream. We're the only owners that are face forward. Mm -hmm. um, most are, you know, in the shadows, it's some guy you never really know about. Right. Um, aside from like your Hugh Hefner, who else, yeah. who else, Kate, little Larry Flynn. Rest, but other than that, peace, it's like, rest in peace. right? It's like, it's all in the shadows. Right. You know, all the legends are gone. I have a plate to step up to. Sure, right? <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's really taken us in, in a different direction. Yeah. And through that, um, I have a, a vast and in-depth educational background as well. Mm -hmm. um, I was raised by a teacher. Mm -hmm. My life wasn't always just sexy, um, <laughs> but, but through that, I ended up speaking at different universities and different uh, women's studies, social studies type mm -hmm. panels and workshops and seminars and all these different kinds of things. 
and decided to go back and, and get my psychology degree and to specialize in sexology, which is human relationships and, and how they adapt in terms of sexual dynamics. Of, of Pardon my ignorance. I did not know that sexology was an actual degree that like that you can get in the, on the psychology it's side. It's not actually called, but it's an area that you can go into. I see, um, I see, okay. Mm -hmm. But that was really my focus. That's what my thesis was about. It was right, really right. the direction that I took um, because it's my expertise. Having now 20 plus years in, in the sex industry, mm -hmm. um, I, I've, I've learned a thing or two. Um, yeah. I also got contracted around uh, the Caribbean at different swingers resorts to teach mm -hmm. workshops. Mm -hmm. um, I, I'm on podcasts all the time and doing things mm -hmm. like this too. So it, it's I'm really- I'm not your first? You're definitely not my first. You're not even my was... first this week. Am I am I your first black guy podcaster? No. <laughs> am I your first black guy podcaster with a hat on? Second podcast. Second. Oh man. Am I your you first? Black, am I your first? Them. Wait, hold on. I got it. Am I your first black guy podcaster with a hat on and his hoodie up and wearing fingerless gloves at the same time? The fingerless gloves gloves threw me from the minute we logged on, and I was like, "What in the Michael Jackson is happening?" That's my thing. <laughs> but they're so ratty. I know it's you my just, life. You cut them yourselves, didn't you? No. Lies. My life. Hold this shit up. It's my life. Look at how used and abused they are. I know they've been through some shit. <laughs> we need to get you some new gloves. They've been, they've been in Toronto, Canada. <laughs> we, you look like a smoker. <laughs> I know. Oh. <laughs> uh, after this conversation, I might need one. <laughs> it's so, just so you can feel a little difference when you masturbate, right? That's all it is. It feels like another hand. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, so what? I guess what why would somebody and this is not me being like facetious like I'm genu genuinely asking um, what are some of the reasons that somebody would come speak with a sexologist um it's it's a vast array of things everything from sex education mm -hmm. in terms of at the schooling level it's people like me that got consulted by school boards that put together programs mm -hmm. um guest speakers that come in and talk to a class to do a presentation kind of vibe um, I get referrals from different uh, couples therapists and stuff, sometimes where a couple's dynamic is really struggling specifically around their sex life. Mm -hmm. um, as long as there isn't too many other factors playing in. That said, I could be brought into therapy sessions as well with the therapist, um, especially around um, issues of sexual traumas and stuff that might be causing, mm -hmm. you know, hinders and, and effects through relationship and their sexual dynamic. Um, to teaching, you know, already people that are already in the sex world, like swingers and stuff mm -hmm. like that, where I can add a new angle or, or a new take yeah. on things like, or new skills, which is right. kind of my favorite. Would you say that there are some, I guess, misconceptions about being a sexologist working, um, you know, in, in the field of, with, with sex workers? And do you think there's any common misconceptions out there that you would like to clear up and be like, hey, this is not true or that's not how it works? Not as a sexologist, no. Mm -hmm. Most people, I think, recognize it at least to be some sort of professionalism mm -hmm. uh, of some respect. Um, but as an owner of, of massage parlors, absolutely. Uh, you don't want to see what my DMs look like, both oh, in my goodness. personal and my business. Um, there's a lot of assumption that can go into that. Mm -hmm. uh, and I understand it. Uh, as a former worker, I haven't forgotten what it's like. I remember the trenches. Mm -hmm. um, 
but it's really just about being forward and and straight up. I, I'm quick to nip, you know, the flirting in the butt. Mm -hmm. um, no, you can't see the boss for a session. No, you can't pay double. No, I don't care if you're my friend. No, no. <laughs> just right. no. Right. Um, and it, it actually makes me restrictive in my dating life because mm -hmm. I, I bring a lot to a table. Um, yeah. and, and I try not to lead with my sexuality, which is clearly a strong suit. <laughs> <laughs> How do we walk backwards on the first right, date? And right. We might want to. We want to ease. We want to ease into that. Don't. Don't start off with it. Knock <laughs> people's socks off all at one shot. Um, but it 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 makes for a very in terms of dating it, it makes it a bit of a struggle. Mm. Um, my business partner's you know married with kids and stuff, but um, for me I'm I'm successful yet I'm not in that corporate circle. Mm. I, I'm not down at like, you know, the cocktail hours and the networking events and the mm. suits and all that. Um, the recognition isn't the same. The assumptions can definitely come in um, as well as being successful and independent. It, it, it deters a certain certain type of man. I wouldn't be interested in it. That makes sense. That makes sense. Um, <laughs> yeah. In regards in regards to sex workers, I know that there's been a big push, rightfully so recently, to protect them, to give them you know, at least here in the United States, I don't know how things have been working in Canada, but I know here in the United States, there have been, a, there's been a really big push to protect sex workers to make sure that they are getting um, mm -hmm. the same type of treatment benefits, all, all of the above to make, you know, because it is a job, it is a career, you know, it's, it's a legitimate, the legitimate career, it's a legitimate job. Um, and why do you feel like once again, I don't know how it's like in Canada, but in, in the United States, there's a lot of pushback for this. Why do you, why do you feel there's so much pushback to protecting our sex workers? Well, there's a lot of differences between your country and mine. Sex work is legalized here right. um, across the whole country. Each city and town has its own variances. Yeah. Um, but in general, a, a worker can work without mm -hmm. risking criminal prosecution. Mm -hmm. um, the client is a little bit more at risk in terms of how our laws are set up. And that change was actually made in 2014. So about halfway through my career as being an owner, um, and I got really dragged into that and really dragged into activism that wasn't really my intention, sure. but because I'm so face forward, I became mm -hmm. kind of the face of, and um, I wrote another paper, uh, a Canadian Senator picked it up and I got invited down to Congress to go speak during wow. the debates of this, of this change and, and law reform. Um, and sex workers rights are such an important um, way to, to protect communities no different than legalization of things like marijuana, no different than civil rights and equality, whether it's for people of color, where, whether it's LGBTQ, uh, all of that stuff is, and is much more liberal here in Canada than it is in America. We are not mm -hmm. perfect. Um, but in the States, you have small sectors of places with, like Nevada, where it's, it's legalized. And then you have places like New York City, where it is highly criminalized mm -hmm. and people are going to take the risks anyway. And even through this um, pandemic, the one, like people will talk about all these high risk groups, the old age homes and, and people with pre-existing conditions. No one has spoken about the sex workers and how it's affected yeah. them. You yeah. can't work with them. You're yeah. all, if you're working to play, if you're a sex worker in a, in a city, in a state, in a town, that's already criminalizing you, mm. you can't, 
demand that someone wear a condom, let alone a face mask or right. get a temperature check or come with a COVID test. COVID test where if you're a street worker? Right. Like where, where is this happening that you're going to have these measures and you can't go to the cops and say, well, this guy took his mask off and assaulted me or spit on me or, you know, whatever it is. And, and so they're already in a high risk demographic. They're sure. already in a high risk uh, employment scenario because of the, the stigmas that form the laws mm -hmm. and add in a contagion. And, and, and guess what? Because especially on a street level of worker, you're already working out of a desperate point right. of, of economic struggle. So where, where, where do they get help? It's, it's almost even worse than just being homeless because you can go to a shelter. Mm -hmm. There's no place for sex workers to go. Yeah. Um, and, and the more that I kind of dove into activism, the more it captured my whole heart and became such a, a purpose that Muse contributes, uh, you know, everything from donations to my time. I, I started a not-for-profit for sex worker protections and every sex worker group out there seems to only focus on exit strategy. Like, okay, what are we going to do to get you out? And that's just a, an extension of stigma. Yes. And that is the main problem. Now, if you take that and, and reflect it into the, what is the ununited states right now, mm -hmm. and you put that subject matter, you're going to have a completely just different discussion in a, in a blue state versus a red state. Sure. I mean, you're talking about a place that already doesn't allow win, women autonomy. You're talking about people that already don't actually through actions and systemic change change things like racism and, and me too movements and all of these kinds of things how are they going to get to a point of accepting something like sex work as a consenting adult decision right no different than accepting a woman's choice right right well that's where that's where white men come into play we know this come on they make all of this decisions for us come on you know this that's how it works that's the rule. And yet y'all chose another one. <laughs> listen, listen, we had two choices, okay? <laughs> That's your bigger problem. That's your bigger problem. Well, well, we, have, we have four here. We have our extreme right, extreme left, our middle and middle. Where does, and we get where does Justin Trudeau fall? I'm so ignorant when it comes to Canadian politics. He, he is center left. Center left, okay. Yeah. How many... To, in, in, Sidebar, how many terms does he, does he get terms? Can he be president forever? He has two term limits too. How long is a term? Four, four years. Four, oh, just like, just like us. But our election season is six weeks long. They're not allowed to have ads. They're not allowed to do all that nonsense. Our, our election season is four years long. As soon as, he, as, soon as we take well, office, we're running again. <laughs> Trump on his inauguration day announced his next run, right? Like, and the legit. rally started the next week. Yeah. What? They're is, not allowed is, to do is, that is Trudeau, here. Is Trudeau in his second term right now? Pardon? Is Trudeau in his second term right now? He is. Okay, and how much time does he have left? Don't quote me. I want to say two years. Okay, okay. Maybe just under. Yeah. Can I run for president of Canada? Is that what it is? He's not president. He's not president. What, what, is, what is the title? Prime Minister. Prime Minister. <laughs> that's what it is. I would like to be the president prime minister of Canada. You're not allowed to do that. E even if you married one. <laughs> Sorry. Is it, is, it be is it because of my fingerless gloves? Is that why? It's because of the fingerless gloves. And at the same time, y'all take some of our leftovers that we don't really want back. Like your cruise, you know, flying Ted. <laughs> He's all yours. 
Well, we get a, we got a, we get a lot of good things from Canada. We got Jim Carrey. We got Justin Bieber. We got who else? Half of Hollywood is actually we got, Canadian. Yeah, that's true. Half of Hollywood. We got the we got the Bieber, and I'm we like, got the ugly half. That? We got the ugly Dream half of the Niagara Falls. The entire cast of Wayne's World, like fuck off, exactly. right? <laughs> That's funny. Half of Saturday Night Live, like get out of here. That's funny. Here's here's here's. So I wrote down one question that <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna maybe I'll feel her out and see if, if she'll answer. That. I think you will. But I was I'll curious. <laughs> has anybody ever asked you, as a sex as a sexologist, to watch them have sex? and then give notes or pointers or advice afterwards and or during? Not in the sense that you're thinking in terms of like- Like there with a notepad and on the couch watching. American Idol. It's like it's the voice. It's like the voice, you like turn, you push the button, the chair turns around. In my workshops that I teach, um, I definitely either will focus on a certain couple and, and tweak some things, mm-hmm. um, or they will look at me with this like deer in headlights kind of look and be like, can you help us? Oh. And I'm like, okay, I'm coming. And yeah. it's like a standard workshop setup, mm-hmm. just naked. It's so surreal and bizarre. It's like you're in class and they're like, teacher, can you come help us? And I'm like, give me a minute. So, I'll be right so there. The, so the students are <laughs> naked. Or is the instructor naked as well? Uh, in most of my workshops, depending what they're about, I get naked and I always have a, a demo boy with me, which is such a sweet gig. <laughs> I'm sorry, pause. A demo boy? Naked. Well, because I need to demonstrate whether it's oh. hand job workshops, erotic couples massage, blowjob workshops, um, eating pussy workshops. You need, you need a demo person. And when I get contracted to the Caribbean, I'm going for a week. It's, it's not just all inclusive, but I also get a paycheck, but I get to bring a guest. As a single woman, this is a very challenging choice. And God bless the man who gets to go. <laughs> but part of his responsibility is he gets to be the demo boy. He gets to help me clean up after. He gets to talk to all the other guests about my workshop, make sure they all sign up. And, and then we get shit faced afterwards. It's great. <laughs> We might have to do another podcast one day so I can just ask you all of the questions about these sex workshops because that sounds Anytime. <laughs> like I don't I just want to go watch and just be like, oh. <laughs> well, there's a lot of watching at swingers clubs. That's part of the mm. the fun. Some people swing, some people just like to watch. This is fast. See, you're already opening up my mind. You're already I know. my vanilla, so my, my French vanilla ice cream brain. We are developing your sexual maturity as we speak. I, I feel sexually mature already. <laughs> You're not quite there yet. I'm getting there. I've made a little progress today. You've got like one sprinkle on your vanilla and you're like, I'm a professional. <laughs> hey, listen, I, listen I, I take, I take, I take uh, wins when I get them, okay? Let me live in, <laughs> let me live in my sprinkle uh, uh, happiness, okay? Listen, don't make me give you and your girlfriend homework, okay? <laughs> I know, like, you probably will. Um, I really probably will. <laughs> I, that's perfectly fine. Um, okay, so let's, so speaking of, let's talk about men. Let's talk, let's about, talk about men, men and, and, 
and the sexual intercourse and things that come in and around that area of life. I um, feel like you have more specific questions. <laughs> well, what are what are some things? I do have very specific questions. And at the end, we're going to be doing like a little like um, uh, speed round where I'm going to have a bunch of questions. Where, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so I have a bunch of questions for that. But let's talk about men for a second. Um, <laughs> what are some things that men should know about sex but they just don't oh boy um i mean <laughs> like, that could be a very, a very long list i think um in a in a very general sense i wish that men would focus a little bit more on the energy exchange that occurs when you're intimate with somebody mm male, female, or otherwise. Mm -hmm. um, you are ex expelling and expending a lot of your energy and at the same time, sharing that space with someone who is equally doing the same. And it can be powerful, whether it's an emotional attachment or a hookup, there are times where, I think everyone at some point in their life has, has a sexual experience that can be really intense. Mm -hmm. is a good example of that where you know you don't necessarily fall in love in the middle of it but there's there's feeling afterwards it can be very intimate it can be kind of transformative in many respects it can transform and change a, a relationship dynamic it can it can take friends to lovers it can take lovers to exes it can it can change a lot of things about how you're interpreting it and i think men don't really consider the, the physical connection to that kind of exchange. It doesn't happen in other scenarios. You don't go to work and have an energy exchange of profound life-changing magnitude in a physical body sense with your boss. I mean, unless you're fucking your boss, but it, like, you don't, you know what I mean? You don't, right, that's yes. not a thing. Right, it right, only right. happens in sex and, yes. and with sexual stuff and sexual encounters. Um, but a lot of people don't really look at how the physiology of it is, is set up. For men, sex is, it's one of your extremities. It's away from the body already. And, and to recharge, you insert yourself into somebody. And, and your energy is spewed out of you, away from your heart, into that person. Mm -hmm. and, and for women, it's an invasive experience. It, it's, someone is plugging into you. And, and then spewing their ugh into you, whether it's good vibes, bad vibes, or honey, I had a hard day. Either yeah. way, they're, they're throwing that up into you, towards yeah. the heart, into the body. And then men wonder why women get attached. Mm. And I'm just mm. like- That's a good point. That's a very good point. Switch roles in your mind for a second. Mm. You, you ugh, Right? Like that's really mm. <laughs> right up in your shit. And, right. and so it explains why there can be, it, it takes a lot for a woman to mind over matter when it's that mm -hmm. kind of an experience, because whether you love him or hate him, he's up in you yeah. literally and, right. and, and literally expels his energy and, and orgasm is designed for man to shoot it out. And for women, it draws it in. That's how mm -hmm. you get pregnant. The vagina with those contractions, the orgasm pulls sperm up into the uterus on purpose. Mm -hmm. But because of that, that's him. That's him and his little children just floating all in you. <laughs> and then he just gets to go wash his dick and walk away. And, and a woman will spend the next 36 hours being like, my God, there's still shit coming out of me. 
and and for you guys you can like wash your hands and move along and, and i get it i don't think there's anything wrong with that but i think sometimes it needs to be considered because yeah. you might make slightly different choices on on who you plug into mm, that's a very good point I'm, I'm, I'm glad i never to be completely honest with you i never thought of it from that perspective um and and that's a very very good way of putting it that that for women the, I think the word that you used was invasive <laughs> which is eye-opening to, to view it that way you know um like like one thing and this is just my my pure ignorance showing and I don't I don't mind showing it because I think it's important for people to see um I think that's a really interesting word that you, you that you use there and how you related it to um women getting more attached to men than men getting to women um mm -hmm. after after the deed has been done um is there something that men should stop doing that they are doing that you are maybe something common that you hear about or see or experience is there something that men do that they should just stop or at least take notice of I wish men approached sexual activity of any kind with a little bit more empathy. Mm. And I think that plays into what I just said. Yeah. Invasive doesn't have to be a bad word. Right. There's lots of it. I mean, we all charge our phones and, and it mm. invades your phone for a little bit, but it's good, it gets juice. Mm -hmm. So it, it can be refueling for a woman as well, right? Mm. There is that energy exchange. Mm. Um, but so many men approach, especially things like foreplay or, or trying to get women to, to reach orgasm, from an unempathetic standpoint in the sense that they're not, they're not putting themselves in a woman's shoes mm -hmm. and really thinking through what is a vagina? What would feel good if I had a vagina? Like what do nipples purpose have in this little like situation? And, mm -hmm. and, and I learned a lot of that as a sex worker, just through being with many men mm -hmm. and everything from the obnoxious radio dials of nipples Right. to the way you will roughly fiddle or finger and, and wander around. It's like, if I did that to your asshole, you'd be really unhappy. So right. Even, right. even if you like anal play, you'd be like, that's not how you do <laughs> You're it. like, hey, hey, hold on a second. Right? Like, what are you Objection, doing? your honor. It's exactly. And if they yeah. approached it better than that, they would be more effective lovers. And an effective lover is a pleasurable lover. Mm -hmm. um, when I teach, when I teach blowjob workshops, one of my main things is to remind women that it's supposed to mimic the feeling of a vagina. Same with a hand mm -hmm. job. You're not supposed to be in there giving it a high five. We're not talking about mm -hmm. handy work. It, it's supposed to mimic something. And mm -hmm. the best head feels like a great tight, wet pussy. So mm -hmm. if you can't wrap your brain around that, it's going to be a struggle to give really good head. And I don't know how many men have sit and pondered what it's like to be a clitoris. <laughs> I wish they did. I, I, I might have thought about it every now and then. Just out of curiosity. Just to, just to know what it's if like to not have better. something dangling between my legs for 24 hours well, a day. I, I to give good head, you have to think about what is it like to have an extremity? Mm. What is it like? What would it be like? And the same nerve endings, the same sensations that are in a penis are all condensed down into a clit. And so mm -hmm. a woman can feel her clit. She can sit and think, okay, if this was bigger, if this went into something, 
I would want it to feel like this, this, and this, mm. or if, if this feels like shitty on a small scale, it wouldn't feel good on a big scale either. Mm. And so to use that dynamic of thinking, that's where you develop those fire skills. So as much as there's like devil dick and fire pussy, there's killer blowjobs. Every man out there remembers the best blowjob he's ever had. I do. <laughs> right. And I most do. of them don't marry that woman. And the woman they marry doesn't know that they're not the best blowjob he's ever had. Sure, sure. So <laughs> let's, let's talk about post-coitus. Let's talk about what happens after. Yes, I call it post-coitus. Let's go. <laughs> Damn it. We keep it classy here at the Pirates Has Friends podcast. <laughs> so after after the deed has been done, what mm. should men do? So like we did our thing, we you know came to fruition, and you know uh, I think I read a stat that only twenty percent of women actually orgasm from from like intercourse from like the insertion of a penis from penetration right um is there do you have tips for what men should do after they are done i think most men wouldn't know whether she really had an orgasm or not Mm. first of all Mm -hmm. um and it's kind of a catch-22 because it was a lot easier in the you know in the 70s to fake an orgasm than it is now we have such overexposure to pornography that we can tell when a woman shakes versus when she doesn't, mm-hmm. when, when the muscles are actually contracting if they're not. But yet a man who uses empathy to think about life as a vagina would know you can copy and mimic all of that stuff either way. Mm-hmm. And that's where good porn separates itself from bad porn. In the 70s, you didn't have a choice. The porn was the porn. It was on the VHS tape with the right. bush and that's all you got. And you were like, sure. people have sex. And that was the extent of it. Now you can get so specific in search terms that mm. you can find great fakers. <laughs> Real squirting, fake squirting. Like you can really get in there. <laughs> I would love to redo your search history, but anyway. Ma, you want to read my search history? <laughs> Absolutely. You, if, you, if, you, if you had to guess, <laughs> if you had to take a wild guess, I'm curious, I'm not going to confirm or deny Anything that you're about to say, let the record I will answer this later in the conversation because I what? haven't thrown any questions at you yet. Ooh, you have questions, but I have right? a few ideas in oh, terms of no. your. Oh, this is when I get squirmy. This is when I get squirmy. Okay, so what do we do? Well, what do we want to do first? Do you want okay, to ask so me wait. questions first, or do you want to do Post- the yeah. post-coitus? Was the question? Yes, yes, yes. Focus. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm okay, ready. so I think if if they were to focus on some of those things, it would be easier to get your partner to achieve orgasm. If you approach mm. sex from an empathetic standpoint. Yeah. And after that, it, there's something that can be vanilla down a little bit, mm. but it stems from fetish play called aftercare. And so fetish play really pushes on pushing limits. Mm-hmm. So extending how much, you know, pleasure becomes pain and riding that limit, that wave, that edge of it. Um, but when you're doing something like that, or when you're practicing, you know, uh, multiple orgasms and edging and all of those kinds of things, you're really kind of manipulating to an extreme, your, your emotions, your physical reactions to things. It drains your energy in a massive way. 
So if you've had a full 50 shades of gray setup where you're doing a whole tied up and spanking blindfolded thing, your, your senses are on overdrive, your, your adrenaline's kicking. By the time you finally have your orgasm, she's a puddle of like mush on the ground. You can't just walk away and go up shower. Mm. aftercare mm. is something very important especially in that dom sub trust kind of dynamic mm. where the dom needs to really cater to the sub it's almost a role switch at that point you need to hug them you need to hold them you need to calm their breathing you need to give them a, a drink of water wrap them in a blanket like they're sweaty they're freezing now because all the adrenaline's just still in there and mm -hmm. like there's a whole come back down of the high and so aftercare really plays not just in a, a role of deepening the bond between the dom and the sub or, or the two partners, um, but bringing their, their physiological well-being back to homeostasis, back to normal. Mm -hmm. um, and that doesn't have to be to that extreme with vanilla sex, right. it, but there should be a little aftercare. It doesn't have to be cuddling and talking about what we're going to do on the weekend and very right. girly. It, it can be let's shower together and let's go cook some burgers. But whatever it is, it has to be something that that both people need, that both people want. Maybe that's space. Maybe that's togetherness. Maybe it's the cuddling and the holding. But there should be that conversation about what do you need right now? Mm -hmm. Like, what's the best thing I could do for you right now to calm your heart rate, to make you feel really like, you know, mellow and kind of like, oh my God, did we just do that? That was so good. Like, let's, mm -hmm. let's get into that. Let's talk about yeah. that. Or let's talk about your day or whatever it is that makes that person feel well mm -hmm. and refuels. Because again, women expel and, and, and suck in that energy. And so you're drained. You want to fall asleep. She's full and, and doesn't really know what her emotions are doing right now. And so you need that middle ground. Mm -hmm. and, and if post-coitus became more of a bonding moment based on what do you need right now? And them right. asking, what do you need right now? And so we both hit that those needs for each other. You can go on about your day and you, you'll be more eager to get back and engage in sex again the next right. time. It, it'll I make liked, women more open. I like the idea of taking a shower and making burgers. I think that- Me too. Um, I'm a huge burger fan. <laughs> I am in, but you know what? Substitute like burgers for own, pizza. Right? Give me, let's do pizza. Let's 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 take a shower and 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 make some pizza. A joint mistake, and I'm good. <laughs> oh, now you're talking my language. <laughs> now this is what I have. I have some rapid fire questions I want to ask you. Um, let's go. So so these ones I'm just gonna fire them off at you. Uh, you can give your 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 answers, and then I'll I'll go I'll move on to the next one. Are you ready? I love a lightning round. Let's okay. go. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> Asking for a friend. Where is the G spot? Oh, about two and a half to three inches located in the vagina on the front wall. So about halfway between the belly button and the start of her pubic hair. Right there. Do you have a, can, can you, for a friend, can you just text me like a, a map? I just need like a map. Sure. You know, <laughs> I'm going to forward it over to him or her or her. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, is it, um, how can a man help a woman orgasm while having sex with her? Like in the midst of penetration. Mm -hmm. um, additional stimulation and conscious positioning. Sometimes it's as simple as tilting her hips and now mm -hmm. there's that friction, mm -hmm. uh, raising her up under a pillow or get your hands involved. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Get her hands involved. Right. Put right. her hand there, put your hand on top and learn how she likes to be touched. Copy her movements. 
Fair enough. Um, does size matter? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, how, if, if say you're talking to a couple um, and either he or her comes to you and they say, how can I get my significant other to be more adventurous in bed? What do you say to them? I think most people's hesitation towards trying something new is there's always a little bit of root of some sort of stigma. Mm -hmm. um, it, it makes me think to the to the uh, podcast panel thing that you guys were doing the other day, um, and we kind of riled at, at Brandon, I think his name was, mm -hmm. um, about how he tried a few things and just kind of like freaked out about it right away. Right. And we were like, well, don't stigmatize it. Don't mm -hmm. don't necessarily go there. Mm -hmm. um, I think if you already think something is naughty or something is dirty or growing up, it was shunned or we don't talk about that or we don't do that. It makes you less inclined to be willing to try. Mm -hmm. But I firmly believe that you should try everything twice because the mm -hmm. first time always is bumpy. Fair enough. Um, what should I do if my significant other has a lower libido than me? Find a different partner. No. <laughs> Shoot it straight there, huh? Dead serious. Is it something that can be fixed? Well, I mean, think about all the other aspects of compatibility that really matter. There's a lot of people that want moral compatibility, that want religious compatibility, that want, you know, we want the same things in life and the same mm -hmm. goals, we eat the same food. What? Why is why is not like sex not the number one piece of that puzzle? Because the one thing that differentiates, you know, your soulmates that might be your best friends or, or people that you can have still intimate kinds of relationships with is sex. Mm -hmm. It's the only thing that's different. Yes. So it should be an absolute pillar of the relationship and sexual compatibility or lack of is, is such a massive uh, perpetrator to unhappy relationships, to unfaithful partners, et cetera, mm -hmm. et cetera. I think um, it's overlooked. Is there, for both male and females, is there such a thing as too much masturbation? I don't want to say there's too much, but there is definitely an element of desensitizing. Mm. So, for example, women that like vibrators shouldn't use a vibrator all the time, every time. You should really, just like sex, you shouldn't necessarily mm. do it the same way all the time, Mr. Vanilla. You should mix it up and try new ways because your realms will be yeah. <laughs> expanded. Yeah. Listen, if you only ever see things in black and white, you'll never know color. And so why okay. not look at it from that perspective, what you knew in grade one and what you knew in grade five and what you, you know, like you've got mm -hmm. to advance your knowledge and, and your, your experiences in life. Mm -hmm. And so to, to adapt to a little bit more openness will bring about that kind of, Mm. you know what I mean I do I do I do understand what you mean the best um, word mm. <laughs> <laughs> do open relationships work for some people I think a lot of people lean on it as a terrible band-aid for bigger problems mm -hmm. um but it really depends on your definition of love how you feel and approach things like jealousy uh, it really matters about people's insecurities and, and security in a relationship. 
Um, it is the worst thing to try and solve problems in a relationship. Yet it's one of the first reasons that people try it. And like, if you didn't like that he, you know, had an affair, you're not going to like that he fucks the neighbor. Like, it's mm -hmm. just not, it, it doesn't even make sense logically. Right. You wouldn't do that in any other aspect. Like I hate accounting, so I joined a firm. What? Like, mm -hmm. right, right, <laughs> right. More accounting. What? <laughs> like, it's crazy. Yet people will stay in that job because of the security and yeah. and and you know complacency of it all. And well, we were trying it. Well, maybe it'll help him. Well, maybe it'll what? No, that's mm. that's dysfunction and and increasing your own trauma. I right. think for some people though that are very non-jealous that have fascinations with exhibitionism or multiple partners mm -hmm. if it's an authentic legitimate desire and you're emotionally mature enough to you know enough emotional intelligence to to handle it um it can be a fun experiment um but i've never known a couple whether they're in or out of the swingers lifestyle that is 100 365 always swinging it doesn't mm -hmm. happen that way either. Right. Lots of couples take breaks to regroup together right. or, you know, pandemics hit and it's a whole year where it's just right. me and you, honey. And, and like life happens still. Nobody is every weekend swinging and, and mm -hmm. every time, all the time with multiple people, you still go back to basics. Vanilla is still important. Right, right. Um, my last my last of the uh, quick quick hits here. Uh, we talked about this. You kind of, I think, alluded to this uh, a second ago. Uh, and so I'm curious, can relationships recover from infidelity? Nine times out of 10, I'd say no. Mm -hmm. Because infidelity is usually uh, a symptom of a bigger problem. Mm -hmm. And unless that problem actually gets fixed, the infidelity is irrelevant. Mm -hmm. I feel the same about going back to exes. Exes are exes for a reason. Right. So unless that reason changes, X is they should stay. If he cheated, he cheated. That fact doesn't change, right? Mm -hmm. If, you know, he was a bum and, and was on the couch all the time and now he's got a career, that's a change. Right. But if you can't change why someone cheated right. or you haven't addressed why someone stepped out of a relationship, then the problem is like the faucet's still leaking. Right, right. Okay. You survived. You survived my my rapid fire. Congratulations! Oh I know you you win you win a free um, trip to a New Jersey massage parlor. Not nearly as fun as Toronto massage parlors. They'll rub your they'll rub your your shoulders, and if they get a little frisky, they'll rub your temple right here. But nothing further than that. That's it. Okay. That's it. Sorry. Not a prize. <laughs> so so the last I am. Thing I need to <laughs> uh, let me tell you let me tell you what your actual prize is okay you are allowed to ask me three questions anything that you want to ask me you can ask me and i have to answer it and let me preface this by saying anybody that's listening right now aka my mom or my sister <laughs> or my dad, whomever, my fifth grade English teacher, whoever may be listening right now being like, ooh, I don't know if I'll feel comfortable with this. You could, you could turn it off now. I'll just, I'll, I'll leave that there. So with, with that said. What made the best blowjob you ever had the best blowjob you ever had? 
that's a great question. Um, I'm like, now I'm like going back to, okay. So she, one thing that she, she was doing, she was doing this thing where she was, I guess, feeling around, right? And getting a feel, because it was the first time she had ever done this to me. And she was feeling around and I think she was taking in what I liked and then kind of like doubling down on it, I guess. Um, and like that made me just like, and like, and it was, it was, it was the very first, it was the very first time that I had ever um, come to fruition from a, from Felicio. Why do you talk like that? <laughs> Make you mad. <laughs> For fuck's sakes. <laughs> it's the first time I ever came from a blowjob. Okay. How yeah. old were you? 33 years old. When this, when this magical blowjob happened? 33 years old. 33 years old. So what, you said she doubled down on what you like, but you didn't say mm -hmm. what those were because you're being very vague. And I, I, I really like that you would pinpoint the specifics. Not because, right well, no, now. Not, not because I'm like, I'm going to master how to give this guy a head one day. But like, if I'm going to predict your porn search terms, I need to know your specifics. So let's cut the bullshit. <laughs> you want to ask me real ass questions. Let's like, just cut the crap and the oh, stupid God. coitus words. Oh God. I was gonna go so easy on you today, and now I'm just annoyed. <laughs> I know now. Now you're now you're gonna now you're gonna go full full. No, no. Okay. Get to it. Um, what was it that she doubled down on? Because it must have been surprising well, was, in a way. It, was, it never the, happened the, before. The, the the type of the type of stroke. Number one, um, the way <laughs> that she was using um, her saliva to lube it excellent <laughs> um, you're so uncomfortable i am so uncomfortable but i'm i'm gonna i'm doing this because i'm opening up a box that i never opened up before yay pandora yes yes, yes. it's all it's all uphill slash downhill from here um and um that she also did this thing where she would like look at me and be like yeah i'm doing this and i'll be like yeah you are um i thought that was cool <laughs> I love the response. <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> that was um, so pure. <laughs> yeah, and and to and to your point, it's actually something that you pointed out um, earlier. It didn't feel like a mouth at times. It felt like I was having I was having sex. Yes. Mm -hmm. Can we, so. can we give her a shout out? I mean, not by name, but like just a nod, like tip the hat. Tip the hat. Come on. Yes. Hey. She knows who she is. She knows who she is. She's definitely is. listening right and now. She can spend the rest of her life with her ears ringing every time it happens. <laughs> I'm going to text her right after this and be like, hey. Fucking badge of honor. We're talking about you. I have two exes that told me I ruined blowjobs forever with them. Both of them are married and they're like, there is nothing after you. And I was like, <laughs> that's a flex right there. I'm that is a flex. To the bank. <laughs> <laughs> that is a mad flex right there. I love it. Anytime my ears ring, I never think it's people talking shit about me. I'm like, oh, so-and-so's getting his dick licked. <laughs> Just no. Like, there it is. Oh, that wasn't very oh long. My God. 
I love it. I love it. Okay, I, I survived that question. You get two more. Okay. I love it. I love it. Um, okay. My next question. You mm -hmm. said in oh, the the other panel chat uh -huh. oh, God. that you tried to experiment with this edging thing. Mm. And I would like to know what the hell you actually did just so I can know if it was what you were supposed to do. <laughs> okay, so for those of you that are listening that are like, what is she talking about? Okay, so during the very first um, lover's round table <laughs> that I did, I was told that men can ejaculate without ejaculate or can, I'm sorry, can orgasm, can, I'm sorry. Yeah. So can orgasm without ejaculating. And I was like, what? No, that's not a thing. That's not physically possible. And apparently I live on another planet because everybody was like, hi, that is definitely a thing. And I was like, not in New Jersey. <laughs> It's definitely in New Jersey. You just live in Vanilla Village in your house. I don't think it is. Um, so so I so afterwards I'm like, okay, maybe, maybe I'm just the dumb one here. So I went to go look it up. And so um they said that you should, as you are um uh working yourself up, that you should like edge yourself to the point of when you're about to bust a rhyme. But don't. And right. I tried it, and it failed. And I'll tell you why it failed. Wait, what failed? Staying on the edge? Yeah, because once I got there, I wanted to. I wanted to finish. I wanted to go. I was like, that's the whole point to me. It was the whole point. I was like, that's this is why I'm doing it. And I just I could. I I tried it. I tried it a couple times, and each time I was like. I, no, I'm just going to finish because I don't want to walk around. I was afraid that I was going to walk around with like this, you know, flag at full mass, you know, like for the rest of the day. I, I feel like you're taking a very millennial approach to this. You want instant and there's no accountability and there's no like, who's where did the history come who's, from? Wait, who's holding me accountable? Who's to hold me? Why? Who has to hold me accountable for whether I bust a rhyme or not? If you want to train your body to bench press three hundred pounds, yes, you don't get there in one shot, right? But if you go and try and lift a hundred and it's too hard and you walk away, who who are you lacking accountability to? Yourself, correct? So you sure. said you learned to me, and then you walked away the second it was a little bit uncomfortable. It wasn't uncomfortable. I wasn't uncomfortable at all. I just didn't, I, I wanted to finish. I don't mean pain in your penis. I mean, mentally, it was uncomfortable for you to even wrap your brain around. I'm not going to come yet. And I don't think the point of edging is not come at all. We're not saying walk around with purple balls and a dick that's like out to here all day. Although no one would complain, at least the people I know, to see that. At the same time, that's not the challenge. That was not the homework. That was not the instruction. Uh -huh. The instruction is to practice getting close and just back off. Listen, this is how women masturbate all the time. Men, it's usually speed. And if you think of your typical guy, right? Your typical guy is married, couple kids. Everyone's running around fucking screaming all day. You're off to work. You get back home, like crazy, right? 
So he's got what? Three and a half minutes in the shower by himself. It, the wife's going to be mad if he's looking at porn. If she right. finds like the tissues or the, the sock on the ground with jizz in it, she's going to be pissed off. Be like, oh, you're fucking disgusting. Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. The kids are banging on the bathroom door like, dad, dad, dad let me in. He's got three minutes in the ba- in the shower to jizz and send his little swimmers down the drain. Women don't masturbate like that. Women light candles, draw a bubble bath and scoot themselves under the faucet, whatever the fuck it is they're gonna do to get themselves off. But we draw that shit out as long as possible. And so the premise is, if you think of a normal climax being you go up and you go right back down, right? Uh-huh. If you can go in increments where you get higher and higher and higher, Imagine the explosion of energy that comes out of that orgasm. And this is why people go to massage parlors because he could rub one out for free by himself for three and a half minutes in the shower. Or he could see a hooker where it's a guaranteed, he knows how it's gonna finish, she's gonna lick it, we're gonna fuck, and then I bust. Or you can go with the foreplay and the edging where she builds up this orgasm that's like insane. And you may or may not be able to replicate it by yourself based on time and privacy at home. So you go back to the rub and tug because that girl's got to do that thing again. (laughs) (laughs) And so that's how women masturbate all the time. Even if we only have 15 minutes, we can get ourselves close and then back off and close and back off. And by the time we come, we've done that three or four times. That happens in sexual encounters with men. They don't even realize it's happened for us. If we like how you're eating pussy, we will purposefully edge. I I, I knew that. So I, I knew that. Women, I did not shut know that. up. <laughs> but we can if it's great. If it's not great, we'll fake it and we'll be done with it. But right. if it's great, I don't want this to end. Listen, if you mm-hmm. like sex with a girl, particularly, you don't want it to end. You're like, uh, grandma's turkey. Uh, my mom yelled at me the other day. Like you're trying to think of all these things to stop it so that you can maintain the edge right Uh yes right so why limit yourself at least the experimentation of how it may feel even if you edge once and then try that so it's like you double up on your orgasm well what if you triple up on your orgasm just like how women can have clit orgasms and g-spot orgasms listen if everyone was like i can't try this this is uncomfortable no one would know that there's actually four different orgasms a woman can have and three different orgasms a man can have. This is why I call you vanilla. I'm like, listen, there is emotional intelligence and there yeah. are other kinds of maturity. And I think sexual maturity and intelligence is a big deal too. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean you have to all of a sudden like being spanked or being pegged or I'm gonna drip candle wax on you. It doesn't have to uh-huh. be extreme. But if you knew that you could like better your own orgasm, Mm-hmm. why be like no i don't want more money i don't want more smiles i don't want any more come like why who who and why this is why i tease you because i'm like no 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 you're thinking you're small thinking i want you to open your mind in a very yoga sense of like why not bring a multiple peak why not what's it gonna do it might cramp your leg it might make you feel amazing. You'll sweat all over your bed sheets, but you'll be fucking fine. And you'll be skipping the next day. People are going to be like, what got into you? 
like well be like, I, I, I what got into you stuff. well i i did a podcast interview with the sexologist and it was just all uphill from there i could change your life you know, like, <laughs> okay all but right, why well, limit that? why not take that adventure i, I say okay it. i'm really close i will and try it you want to come and it's going to be like the, 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 the natural instinct is going to be there to just uh-huh. hammer it out. And you have to literally force yourself as if you're not eating carbs, be like, no, mm-hmm. I don't need the French fries right now. We're going to wait a minute. Uh-huh. Think about grandma's chicken or whatever the fuck it takes it and then get right back at it again. And if yeah. it takes a minute and a half and you finally have that orgasm, that's cool. Uh-huh. But you just extended it from 30 seconds to two and a half minutes. So mm-hmm. why not? And this is where Tantra comes in because as much as yogis and and, and monks and stuff through meditation, the mm-hmm. body is capable of a lot of things. It takes a lot of practice, it takes a lot of studying. I'm not gonna be a yogi anytime soon, but I hear that you can make your body do all kinds of cool shit. You can make your mind go to different realms. Mm-hmm. You can you know, calm your heart rate down to almost sleeping mode. You can do all these different kinds of healing, natural, euphoric type things Mm -hmm. the exact same premise is established with sex and so if you master how to edge you can master how to actually get over that hump without releasing the energy behind it you can actually train your body to stay in orgasm longer so let's say your average orgasm is what 15 seconds it's a whole uh uh, uh, kind of thing and then you're done we'll say it's that long Sure. Whatever. Three seconds, however long it is. What if you could double it? What if it suddenly was six? Mm-hmm. Or what if, what if you could have that, that, because that's the addiction, right? That's why people rub one out is because we want that high. So what if you could make that high last for 10 seconds, for 20 seconds, for two minutes? What if you could train your body, just like you train your body to do anything else, that you could maintain an orgasmic state for an extended period of time? Sting and his wife are my favorite example because everybody knows who they are. And they've practiced Tantra most of their married life. Uh And he can maintain an orgasmic state for upwards of six hours. Six hours? Six hours. If women learn to multiple orgasm, it's unlimited how many they can have. It's not just two means a multiple. If you teach a woman to squirt, she could squirt over and over and over and over for hours on end. It's magic. <laughs> so again, you don't have to be a yogi, but yeah. you know, take a class, try a, a downward dog once in a while, right? Meditate for 15 minutes and see how like peaceful your mind is. The same thing. Why not just try one edge? Just, just edge once. Do that for me. <laughs> I want my ears to ring tomorrow night when you're like, I'm gonna try a thing. Honey, leave me alone for a little bit. I'm gonna try a thing now. So this like, I'll talk to you after. (laughs) Pour the rum, make dinner. I'll see you in 20 minutes. And off you go. I feel like that was pent up and you wanted to say that to me in person for like, at least four months minimum. Since the very first one of those traveler round tables. It was like four or five months ago. In the chat. <laughs> uh-huh. I feel like you practiced that in the mirror this morning. It's not even practice. It literally is, I'll take you to church. 
Okay, I will try it. I will give it a shot. I'll do it. That's it. And I'll give you a report. Thank you. Yes, but I don't well. want you to think that if you yeah. can edge once, that means suddenly you can have an orgasm without it ejaculating. Takes it, yeah. it takes practice. It yeah. takes practice. It generally does. Just like I will else. try it. Yay. I'll do it. Look at and you. And talk to me, talk to me again. Talk Rituals, to me again in like May. Talk to me in, in May. And then you, uh, you're going to be like, so how's it been going? I'll be like, I got, I got it. Me and the edge are like this I'll be now. like, I'm in an I'm in an orgasmic state right now. <laughs> I will buy it, you. A I've been in it for twelve straight that. days. Twelve days, orgasmic state. How would that change your life? <laughs> oh, it would be wonderful. I'd be like, I'm moving to Toronto. Hey, <laughs> they call us Toronto the good. <laughs> I can't. You get you get you get one more you get one more question from me. Why do you not like the question why? Why? Ooh, okay. So this is going past the, uh, the, the. Uh, I think there's a connection. I'm not going nowhere with this. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So some context for people that are listening. So we were doing, during this podcast uh, interview thing, um, somebody had asked my thoughts on marriage. And I said, I can't wait to get married. And uh, Brandon uh, had asked why, and I said because, right? Like, I, like to me. In now, in the moment, I also think there was some confusion there because they started talking about weddings, and I right. I got asked the marriage question, but they started talking about weddings, and I'm like, well, that's my view on weddings is a little bit different because then they started talking about like saving money for parties and stuff. I'm like, oh, that's not what I was talking about at all. But um, fair enough. <laughs> um, but I don't actually, I don't hate the question. Why I hate you when, stated that you dislike no, no, no. the question. I'll, let me, I'll tell you, I'm going to, I am going to challenge you on that because I, I don't okay. hate the question. Why I don't like when people think that my answer is not good enough. That's when, ah. that's when I'm like, you know, cause like, this is what happened. They said, they said, uh, what are your views on marriage? I said, I can't wait to get married. And then right. they said, why? And I said, you know, because I just, I can't wait to shout it from the rooftops. I can't wait to, you know, put it on paper. I can't wait to, I listed off a bunch of reasons. And then what did they respond with? They said, yeah, but why? And I'm like, but I just explained it. And it, it, I felt as though my answer wasn't good enough, which is why I got frustrated because like mm -hmm. I, I gave my truth, but I think they were trying to make a point. And, I think they were trying to dig a little deeper. Right, which is which is fine, I guess, you know, but like at least maybe at least at minimum acknowledge that my initial so if it answer wasn't was about okay. the marriage and it was about other things. And and someone asked you, well, why? And then you said, Well, because. And then they said, Well, but no, really, why? Mm -hmm. Do you do you get that same defense reaction? Um no, I I mean. I like it. I would. I didn't. The only reason I got defensive was because I. I was. I felt like my. No matter what answer I gave, wasn't good enough. You know, okay. I felt like they wanted me to come up with some like deep, like mantra or some like deep, <laughs> like mind bending thing. But really, to me, it wasn't that deep. I'm sure I could sit here and dive super deep into 
right right like that the psychology of it sure right but for me it's also very surface level i want to get married so you know i can let the world know legally whether it's legally whether it's metaphorically whether it's physically uh, ironically <laughs> like all of the lees i want to let people know that i chose somebody and I love this woman, and I want to spend the rest of my life with this woman. I want to share my assets with this woman. I want to um, be financially accountable for this woman. I want to be uh, her to be financially accountable for me. I, I want uh, I want our lives to be entangled. I want us to be one. You know, mm-hmm. her looking out for me, me looking out for her, and so on and so forth. Like that is what I mean when I say I want to shout it from the rooftops. And I think that perhaps they were looking for something deeper, which I like, I'm pretty sure if I really thought about it, I probably could provide, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, I just like, it's just, it's very simple for me. Like it's, it's incredibly simple uh, why I wanna get married and why I can't wait to get married. Are you able to see that when you premise your reasons as this is all surface level, why that might be a giant red flag? Well, <laughs> if it were only surface level, sure. But I, well, but, but on the other end, I guess it's that's for lack of better phrase. If anything, it's not that it's just surface level. It's just that it's very simple for me, and I don't think simple is a bad thing. You know, like I, I like, agree with that. What's yeah. up? I agree with that. Things, yeah, it's just, it's just, it's just very simple. easy for me to say it, you know, and to believe it. You know, um, it's like it's like if somebody were if, if you're talking to somebody religious and they say and you ask them do you believe in god and they say yeah and you say why and they say i just i believe that there's a higher entity out there yeah but why but like that first answer is good <laughs> it's good enough because that's their truth that's what they believe but it wasn't an answer so like the if person that was asking it but example. like that might be that might be the person, the person who answered it. Like that is that is their answer, right? So, I mean, they could, I'm sure, go into like I I don't want if somebody were to say that to me, will I follow them up with other questions? Sure, right. But it won't just be like, but why? No, like I would follow up and be like, oh, is there is there you know I would maybe lead them into the direction that I'm or maybe rephrase the question. It wouldn't just be like, oh, I don't like that answer. I'm going to ask it again. You know, it, I think as an, as an interviewer, I know that because I would never sit here and say to you, like, if you're, you know, if I asked, why are you a sexologist? And you said, oh, because I enjoy sex. And I'll be like, but why? You know, and then you're like, because I enjoy sex. I then at that point, I would say, okay, so what is it about sex? Is it, is it this? like, I would start to like, formulate you know because it's obvious that i'm getting at something as an interview if i'm saying but why that means that whatever answer you gave me doesn't fit the notion that i have in my brain at the moment so now i need to find a way to get you and i on the same page and i can't rely on you to do that or we're going to go back and forth back and forth back and forth which is what happened during that podcast right does that make sense does it make sense I mean, I get what you're saying, mm-hmm. and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that what you're saying is wrong by mm-hmm. any any sense. Yeah, I'm just. It's kind of how I was teasing you about the vanilla thing. Mm-hmm. The surface layer with you is really strong. 
It is. And it's, it's, I agree. It doesn't, it doesn't mean that you need a, some philosophical reason why marriage is the pinnacle of happiness and you reach enlightenment because of mm -hmm. taking a life and it doesn't have to be that context, mm -hmm. but I think, I think religion is such a great example because there are lots of people that be, that believe of religion because that's what they were taught growing mm -hmm. up. Sure. It doesn't mm -hmm. mean they've actually had any kind of, not just religious experience, but any kind of experience that would make them even contemplate a different side. The same can be said for certain types of racism. If you've mm -hmm. only ever lived around white people that are racist, mm -hmm. well, guess what you know? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so it takes mm -hmm. stepping out of that comfort zone to, to educate yourself on what else might be possible. Mm -hmm. And I think in that conversation, even though it was about marriage, I would say the same to you about sex. It's easy and simple to think about things in a vanilla context. Well, mm -hmm. marriage is the thing to do. You date a woman, you, you go to, you know, you go to college, you meet a girl, you get a ring, you buy a house, you, you do the thing, you know, and you end up in a minivan, but you mm -hmm. also could end up in, in a mortgage and a marriage and a sure. situation where you don't even know sure. your partner and you're fucking miserable, right? Mm -hmm. Just because it's the order of things or, or it's the religious order of things, or mm -hmm. it's what my mother said you should do, or, you know, mm -hmm. those, those societal pressures, family pressures, all of those stigmas and, mm -hmm. and kind of preconceived notions mm -hmm. play into why we make the choices we do, whether it's sure. sex, whether it's careers, you know, the pressure to be a doctor, or like all of those things are all around the same premise of, of learned behavior sure. um, that form our opinions on things. But mm -hmm. I think the point that was being made not just about marriage, but the fact that those things can be accomplished without having to do it in a traditional context mm -hmm. was kind Absolutely. of where they were pushing you to kind of speak about, not right. just to and, think about. Yeah, and, and I, I did I did say, I, I think I said multiple times, I was like, anybody that wants to do it that way, or what, like, I, I, I don't, I won't ever hate on somebody that's like, hey, um, you know, I want all of the aspects of marriage without the actual like legal marriage certificate part. Let, me, let me slice like, this in two ways at you. Mm -hmm. Let's say you meet your person, whoever she may be. And let's say there's two options for this person. What if she is not a, I want to get married person? Would you spend 20 years together and, and raise your kids and live your life and maybe one day decide in a small ceremony to take some vows, but it's not till the kids are in college or and, and the sex context. What if you meet your person and she's not vanilla at all? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, th I think it's uh, I think it's hard for me to answer <laughs> that because I think it, it's not just up to me. Right. So like like the like if she she would know like my significant other would know what marriage means to me and i would know what marriage means to her and then we together would decide hey you know is this something that we want to go with do we still want to blah blah, blah right because i don't want it to just be like would you decide kai well i think it would be like for both of us and with that being said Absolutely. you know of another course. reason that like i like it might be i might be vanilla on the sex side but from a marriage side like I grew up in a family that had many single moms. I've seen marriages um, work. I've seen marriages fail. My, my own parents are divorced. My sister uh, was divorced and she got remarried. 
Um, you know, I, I've seen single dads, I've seen single moms, I've seen great relationships, I've seen people date people that I'm like, why the hell are you with this person? I've seen a lot. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So if there's, if, when it comes to like whether I want to marry somebody or not, I can confidently say that I am not vanilla in that aspect because I've seen a lot in that regard. Um, and I so know, I and like then I'll also ju judge from the experiences of my partner, because my partner may have experienced a lot of things too. And I could probably, I might learn some things from them. They might open up a new door for me. You know, um, they might, they might educate me on something that I'm like, oh yeah, maybe, you know, the life that we want to live together, maybe we don't want to get married or, or have kids. Maybe we just want to travel the world, you know, or maybe I'm, you know, the person will be like, I want to have kids and have a, you know, that minivan, I want to have the white picket fence, I want to have all that, you know, I think that it's much more of a mutual agreement than just me personally. But with that being said, the question was asked, what are my views on marriage? I, I like I said, I can't wait. Does that mean that it's necessary that it has to happen? Absolutely not. Because Excellent. I might meet somebody that that might not be the case. Maybe they don't want to. Maybe they don't want that. And that's something that I would consider. I would weigh the pros and cons of, of, and of, of that type of situation along with everything else like you do with any, whenever you're deciding to be with somebody, I would weigh the pros and cons and I would say, okay, is this the direction that I want to go on? Is this the direction that she wants to go on? We'll talk about it and we'll go from there. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's the answer what everyone wanted to hear. <laughs> okay, because then you know what, Miss Care, Miss Care, Brandon, Jess, I hope you're listening because there's your answer. <laughs> you just explained your why. You did. You just explained your why, and there's not an ounce of what you just said that I would argue mm -hmm. because, like you said, it's your truth. But you didn't just say the surface thing. You just dug in and told us why you believe this stuff or why you want this for yourself and your partner. And I think that's beautiful, to be honest. Did I, did I, did I win a prize? No, because you didn't answer the sex part yet. <laughs> What's the sex part? Well, what if your partner's freaky deaky? Oh, I, I, I would be okay with that. I'm okay with that. You would? Yeah. What if she's like, let's, let's practice edging together. And let's, I would do it. I would try it. 100%. Bum sex both ways. 100%. And let's, tie each other up and spank each other and, yes. and all the things yes why not excellent yeah i'll try it there's a there's a bunch of things sexually that i've never tried like i'm sure i would why not i mean what's on the list you already asked your three questions milady <laughs> <laughs> you don't be trying to squeeze in a fourth question you already asked your questions i want to so know close. what's on the list what's on the to-do list What's on the wish, the bucket list? That's what we need to attack. What's on the sexual bucket list? That is question number four. And you, you so could have reversed that questions. one on me and you just failed. <laughs> when, listen, when, when, I'll, I'll, when you, you start a podcast and I'll be your guest and you can ask me all of the unlimited number of questions. Ugh, I just guess. This is podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I have no tech skills. I just show up and look pretty and, and speak my mind. That's all I do. <laughs> I I'm so I'm so happy. This is this has been this has been such a a pleasure uh, sitting and speaking with you because I I think this was a long time coming. Pardon 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 the the pun. Uh, <laughs> um and and no I I. I <laughs> 
uh, I, well I appreciate played. you. I just, I want you to know, I want you to know that I appreciate you. And uh, I, when I'm uh, on those podcasts and you see me rolling my eyes or making snide comments uh, toward you, uh, it's all in good fun. I hope you know that. It was the triple mask, but whatever. <laughs> I think I, have, I think I worked in four. I might have gotten four masks on, perhaps. Was it up to four? It, was I, it might have been. Whatever it might have been. I have to go back to the tape and watch. <laughs> but no, I, I appreciate. I appreciate you. It's all. It's all like legit and good front and good fun. Uh, I think we can say we're friends now, right? Is is it official? Are we friends? I think we can say we're friends, and I appreciate how sweet you are to my best friend. She's a miss. Oh my god. She is amazing. She's a magical creature. She is a beautiful, beautiful woman inside yeah. and out. Um, gorgeous, funny, smart. Um, she is a hustler. She is uh, all of, she checks all of the boxes and she is a Absolutely. great, great person. Uh, and I cannot wait to meet her and you in real life, in person. And I'm just so you know, fair warning, the day that I meet you in person and, and Miss Care in person, I'm giving you guys the biggest hug in the world and I'm not letting go. They are so needed because this pandemic has hugs. taken hugs away more than anything. And Carrie Ann and I both love the same way. That is mm -hmm. what bonds us the most. Mm -hmm. um, and she's the only other human being I've ever met in real life that loves the way I do. Mm -hmm. And hugs are such a huge thing to us. So I will take you up on that. Yes. We will smother you back with some hugs. Yes. There might be too my many love language offered. is physical touch, by the way. If you, my love language is physical touch. So, well, that's between you and your girlfriend. I'm just talking about the meet and greet. <laughs> if we're gonna dig into the girlfriend, I was just dangling that fruit in front of you. That's all. I was edging you. I was edging you, dangling that fruit in front of you. You know. Listen. I've mastered all four of my orgasm types. You have some catching up to do, sir. I'll get there. Like I said, talk to me again in six months. <laughs> I'm going to email you some homework. <laughs> I'll be the sexologist in this in this friendship. <laughs> Watch it, or I'll make you my demo boy. <laughs> don't put out, don't put out promises that you're not going to keep, my friend. <laughs> I'll see you in the Caribbean. Listen, we will be in Jamaica at hedonism and you won't know what the fuck hit you. <laughs> I, I feel like I would show up there and I would just, just walk around like a deer in headlights the entire time. Yeah, and you jaw on the floor half the time. It would be great. Probably. And that, it would be really funny. <laughs> but I'm ready. Um, Taryn Onity. Taryn. Yes. Taryn Onity. Uh, thank you so much for, for speaking with me. Uh, where can people find more you? Where can people uh, look you up? I don't know. I keep my private life very private. If they want to follow do you want, my do you, business, want, do you want people to know your Instagram or no? No. Okay, so we're not going to talk about it. It's fine. We're not going to talk about it. Uh, do you want people to know your 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 uh, website for, for Muse? Absolutely. Okay. Where can, where can people visit Muse Massage? <laughs> www.musemassagespa.com or Muse Massage Spa on Twitter. There we go. There we go. Go uh, follow uh, her on Twitter. Go visit the website. And if you are in the Toronto area, I promise you, you will be in for a, a good time. A naked good time. A, a naked good time. <laughs> it's going to be fun. Bring the kids. Don't bring the kids. Don't bring the kids. Please don't. Leave I would get tickets for that. No, yeah, thank please, you. 
Please leave them at home, but leave them in the hotel room. You go do what you got to do. Uh, everybody else, you can also, if you enjoy this, you can also follow me uh, on my uh, on your favorite social media platforms. Follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at The Vibe with Kai. You can also follow me on my website, thevibewithkai.com, where I'm always posting blogs and videos and things that'll help you do good, feel good, be good, and live a good life full of good vibes. With that said, thank you again to my guest, Taryn, Taryn Onity from Toronto, Canada. I, I'm so close. I'm so close. Uh, everybody else, thank you so much for watching. As always, God bless and good vibes. Oh, you know, man, oh, you know, man, oh, you know, man.